Poso maoni work, wai wainan kitana ni mua e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and he sikimaka e yoso matnamineho kihi. Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. We are your hosts, Gary Dodge. And Sheena Mapus. On this episode, we are joined by Vaughn Bowles, Public Information Officer for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. Welcome, Vaughn. Um, I would like to remind people that we request you send in your COVID-19 related questions to us at podcast at MITW.org. So Vaughn, um, I know we talked about this a little bit, I think that was last week, um, but now that the variant um, that's more infectious of COVID is found in the state, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so the Wisconsin Department of Health and Human Services um, recently identified uh, the B1117 variant um, here in Wisconsin. What that means for COVID is that it's going to spread a lot faster. Um, people build up a higher volume of the virus in their system. And so when they um, exhale, cough, sneeze, laugh, um, you know, raspberry, whatever, more viral particles are put into the air and it's, it's easier for people to um, contract the virus. And so right now we're asking that, you know, people really be responsible about, you know, the social distancing, mask usage and and um, being cognizant of how many people are, you know, in an enclosed space with you and, uh, as well as, you know, taking extra time, extra precaution to make sure you wash your hands, um, because people inadvertently touch their face, you know, hundreds of times a day. And so, um, you know, the, the cleaner your hands are, the lower your risk for accidentally introducing it into your eyes, nose, or mouth. Um, and so it's, it's just something we need to be aware of, uh, COVID, you know, it's, it's going to be here for a while and, um, it may, may cause our case rate or caseload to spike, um, because of this new one that's out there. And so we need everyone to be, um, just cognizant that it's out there and just be cautious. With, um, a possible spike, uh, in cases, is it possible that the tribe will go into another shutdown? That is, you know, that is a possibility. Um, right now we've been looking at the numbers and we've had kind of a bump up from, uh, the holidays. Fortunately, we haven't seen like a, a big spike or a, a rise in cases like we'd feared initially. Um, so that is a positive note that, you know, the, the case no- numbers haven't jumped up. Um, it's, it's fairly similar with the state, you know, they're, they're actually more ICU and hospital beds available now. Um, because the, I guess the, the bounce back or the increase after, you know, Christmas and New Year's wasn't quite as high as we'd initially thought. So that is some good news. Can you talk a little bit about, um, elders that are now currently getting vaccinated, um, and how they can ensure that if they're eligible for the vaccine that they're able to get it? Sure. So the, the tribe has been able to vaccinate most of their frontline emergency workers and healthcare workers um, as part of the, the 1A phase uh, for the CDC's, CDC's distribution plan for the vaccine. And so we're moving on to uh, the 1B section, which, um, you know, 
incorporates and includes our seniors. Um, we've actually started vaccinating our, our elders. Um, right now we're working on getting those who are, you know, um, 70 and above vaccinated. Um, we've been able to reach a lot of our 90 and 80 year olds, which is, is great news. Um, currently the, the clinic's reaching out to our elders. Um, the best thing that people can, uh, do right now to really ensure that they can get that is make sure their con uh, their contact information is is up to date with the clinic um, it also doesn't hurt to update it with the enrollment department um, and really be able to make sure that people are able to get a hold of you and stuff to notify you that um, you know you're one eligible and and two have the opportunity to get the vaccine so um, that's really what we'd encourage you know make yourself available i know a lot of people when they see strange numbers on their caller ID or their cell phones, they don't pick up, but um, we're really trying to reach out for, you know, the public health, public good right now. Um, so please make yourself available and update your information. Thank you, Vaughn. Um, so now we have a couple of questions that were submitted by listeners this week. Um, so the first one is, where should a non-Indian who resides in Menominee County on this reservation look for the vaccine? So our, our non-Native residents um, within the county uh, fall under the purview or, or the jurisdiction of the Shawano Menominee County Public Health Department. Um, they're currently doing their vaccine rollout um, with the Fox Valley Healthcare and Emergency Readiness Coalition. They're also called um, FVHERC. Um, and they're still doing a lot of their phase one inoculations. So they're reaching out to their healthcare workers right now, um, you know, police officers, first responders right now. Uh, and they're going to start contacting individuals um, once they move into the, you know, 1B phase and can start inoculating a lot of the seniors and elders and stuff. So um, don't worry. Uh, you, you are you're covered. We're thinking about you. Um, and, you know, we're regularly in contact with the Shawano Menominee uh, County Health Department as well. Um, and we're trying to make the rollout of the vaccine as seamless as possible, you know, for, for everyone that lives in the community. Um, okay, the next listener submitted question is, what phase will Menominee teachers be vaccinated in? So uh, that's kind of up in the air right now. Um, and we can't give specifics on when, you know, specific groups um, will be vaccinated um, or necessarily in, in what group, because sometimes we, you know, like we're doing right now, we progress through our phases a little faster than expected. Um, we've also had, you know, questions brought to us, um, and we've had to include others who weren't originally anticipated, um, you know, brought into some of the groups because of the amount of exposure they had. Um, but the tribe is working to, you know, make sure that, you know, the teachers are, are protected and taken care of. I know um, this last week in our incident command meeting, one of the things that was brought up was um, protecting those who are the teachers of the Menominee language. Um, you know, we want to be as um, responsive to the community and, you know, culturally responsive as possible. And so one of the the issues that we discussed was protecting those who are fluent in the Menominee language so that can be passed down to later generations. Um, and so, sorry, the, the soft answer is we're not sure yet, but uh, it's, it's coming soon for teachers. It's on the horizon. Um, <clears throat> so will Menominee school children be getting vaccinated? I didn't know if there's like an age limit on that, Yeah, right? so right now the vaccines are approved for individuals that are age 16 and older. 
Um, and up until they have, you know, further scientific evidence to indicate that it's safe for children, um, we're probably going to hold off on vaccinating our school children. Um, you know, down, down the line towards summer, we might have, or we probably will have a lot more data and we can um, make that estimate. But right now, um, we just don't have enough evidence to, to back up that it's safe for our kids. So they're holding off for now on that. So is it true that uh, people have died from the COVID vaccine? All right. This is a great rumor. I'm just going to give you the short answer. The answer is no. Um, and so here's here's the rundown of, of how some of those things happened. Um, the rumor was that six people died from the Pfizer vaccine, and it's false. Um, six people did die during the clinical trial. Four of them never received the vaccine and died of natural causes, but they were in the study, and so they had to note that. Two of them died after receiving the vaccination. Um, one of them had a heart attack 62 days after receiving the vaccine, and the other died from arterial sclerosis three days after receiving the first dose. Now, um, we're just going to look at the science really quick. If you were going to have a reaction, especially a severe reaction, um, to a vaccine or an inoculation of some sort, it usually happens with within 48 hours of receiving that vaccination. Um, so after, you know, autopsies and, and really looking at these two individuals, they're able to rule out that, you know, the vaccine was not the cause of death and these people probably were going to die of these natural causes anyway. So the vaccine did not cause their deaths. Um, additionally, there was a doctor down in Florida that got vaccinated and died. Um, but this happened, you know, several weeks after his inoculation um, as well. And so they took some some time to scrutinize his death and, and ruled out that the vaccine was the cause of that as well. Uh, another thing to keep in mind, the tribe's not using the Pfizer vaccine, and that's where the concern was. Um, we're being dis uh, given the Moderna vaccine, um, and it's actually been found to be safer than the Pfizer vaccine so far. Uh, as far as reactions, they've found that there are only about 11 reactions per 1 million doses. And this is like all reactions. If you have a mild rash or get a mild fever or something like that, um, you know, that that counts as, as one of those 11. It's, it's very um, unlikely that this will cause any sort of long-term harm or, or kill anyone. And so um, I don't want anyone to think that, you know, this vaccine is going to kill them. This is actually very safe and it's far safer than contracting COVID. So the risk, you know, outweighs the danger of the infection you know, by a long shot. So we want to encourage everyone to get it once it's available to them. Okay, so the uh, Trump administration recently announced that they would not be holding back uh, second doses for the vaccine. Will this mean more available first doses in our community? You know, theoretically, yes, um, but it kind of depends on how much the state is allotted. Um, you know, we're a small community, we're a small state, and so we don't get as much of those doses allocated to us as, say, you know, a New York or a California or a Texas. So um, it may increase the amount of doses we get per week. We're just not sure yet. kind of depends on, you know, how much they can produce. Are public events possible this year, or should they stay virtual? You know, currently the public events are discouraged um, because, you know, tribes, states, and nations uh, haven't reached that level of herd immunity that's been discussed. 
Um, it's estimated right now that only about 20% of the the country is immune. That's through um, vaccination and you know contraction of the virus. Um, but herd immunity is usually closer to around 70 to 80 percent of the population. So right now, there, you know, the CDC is still discouraging, you know, going to and and hosting larger public events. Okay, um, is there a possibility to have majority of the tribal members vaccinated within this year? Yeah, it's uh, definitely possible. But then again, it really depends on you know how much more vaccine is approved. Um, and, you know, whether new vaccines are approved. I know the UK just approved, uh, I believe it was AstraZeneca's vaccine for emergency use over there. We might be doing that soon. Um, it really depends. I think there, I want to say there are like 70 other vaccines that are being looked at right now. Um, if more of them are approved for emergency use, that would definitely speed up, you know, vaccination for the community. Um, you know, if Pfizer and Moderna are able to, to really crank up their production, that could definitely increase the, the amount uh, eventually allotted to us as well. So it is possible, um, might just take a little longer than we had initially anticipated. Is there anything else you'd like to add? You know, um, I know some of the, the community members have asked about, you know, some of the statistics and facts regarding, you know, how COVID's affecting uh, the tribe and the reservation. So I can just give them a quick update. Um, we've had 603 uh, tribal members that are on reservation and 333 re uh, tribal members off reservation that have contracted uh, COVID. So it's a, it's a grand total of 952 of our tribal members that have had it. Um, about 75% of those have recovered uh, or have active cases. And then the other thing is just uh, keep in mind that, you know, the variants of COVID are are easier to contract now and easier to spread. Um, the vaccines will help, but you know, until we're all vaccinated or until we've all had it, um, you know, we really need to try to keep those seniors and those who are immunocompromised um, as safe as possible. So please choose your activities wisely. Why Wadden for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. We do weekly updates with Vaughn and welcome any community questions you have regarding COVID-19. Please send them in to us via email at podcast at mitw.org.